Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm Tom and I'm joined as ever by Josh. Hello there. Hello there, how's it going? Really good, thank you. Feeling battered and bruised after your footballing exploits oh, this morning? Oh, yeah. Didn't go well, eh? Oh, Didn't go well. I was on a high for a moment there and then you brought that back up. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I'm Ugh. very sorry about that. Well, I was on a I was on a high this morning. Oh. Actually, yeah, while you were sort of moping about on a football pitch. I had my first date in a good long time. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it was in Red Dead Redemption 2. Yep. And not real life. But um, I had a feeling you was going to say something like that. Yeah, well, you know, you know me well, obviously. <laughs> I'm a sad, sad little man. <laughs> and uh, it's reflected well in this podcast each and every week. This week, Josh, yep. we're talking roller coasters. We are. And you might think, what? Talking about roller coasters on a theme park podcast? They never. never do that. What's going on? But here we are. But we're going to be talking through specifically our favourite roller coasters yes. of all time. One of the biggest stories of the last few days as of recording is Bush Gardens have finally formally announced their Gwazi reboot, refresh. <laughs> Um, I know I'm using movie terminology yeah. here. I'm sorry. Gwazi RMC is Gwazi like returns. The well, yeah, maybe that will be what it's called. That would be pretty cool, actually. Revenge of Gwazi. Oh, uh, the Gwazi awakens. Um, we'll wait and see, I guess. But for now, it's called Gwazi RMC because it's going to be like a hybrid coaster. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. They're making lots of bold claims, like about how tall it's going to be, how fast it's going to be, the uh, angle of the drop that's going to be involved. It sounds impressive, and it's going to add to a, a long list of pretty exciting and impressive firsts that have been set by Bush Gardens Tampa over the years. They announced it. We mentioned it very briefly on last week's podcast, but they've gone into a bit more detail with a, a cool video they've posted on their Twitter page. So um, we thought we'd, we'd bring it up again and use it as the inspiration for us to talk about our favourite theme park rides of all time. Yeah. Old and new, ones that still exist and ones that don't, ones that are in Florida, some that are elsewhere. And the way we're going to do it is we've both uh, listed five yeah. uh, of our favourites. Neither of us know what the other one has put down. And we're just going to go through our lists, uh, 1v1, and uh, talk about why we are ranking these particular rides, really. And, yeah. and it'll be interesting to see if there's any crossover. And I guess if there is... You can consider that to be the ultimate roller coaster, like the best of all yeah. time. Are we... If if two roller coaster connoisseurs like us both think it's one of the best, then yeah. man, it must be pretty damn good, I guess. Are we? Are these going to be ranked? I don't think so. I think okay. you can just list them off in in any order that you like. I have a ranking. I've, oh, I've you ranked have them. ranked yeah. them. Oh, okay. Well, maybe read them out in an unranked order, okay. and, and if there's any crossover, like I say, that. I think we can safely say is is king of the coasters cool. as far as Park yeah, yeah, Rush yeah. is concerned. But maybe we can come back round at the end and maybe reveal where we might have ranked them. But yes. I have just made a totally random list okay. of of five that you like that I particularly like. Cool. Um, for different reasons, I, I, I've got a, a fairly varied list. At least I like to think so. Um, but Josh, I'm going to let you go first. Oh. I'm going to let you go first because I feel like you are probably going to have even more variety because yours might. I, I think, have gone beyond the realms of Florida. Yes. Um, from what I know about you, I'm pretty certain that your top one, which we won't say you know, where that is on your list, but where I think you would have ranked number one is, in fact, here in Old Blighty. It is. Um, but 
Well, we'll maybe reveal that later. Oh, what yeah. is the one I'll, you want to reveal first? I'm going to go with one that you might have a similar ride, but I don't know for certain, obviously. Uh, okay. I'm going to go with Griffin at Bush Gardens Williamsburg. Ah. Which is uh, very much almost identical to Shikra. Right. At uh, Bush Gardens Tampa Bay. Uh, but it is uh, five feet taller. Um, Did it come after Shikra then? I believe so. Right. I don't know 100%. Okay. But as far as I'm aware, it did. Right. I mean, it would make sense if it did, because then they might have been like, well, it has to be taller than Chikra. Yeah. So just add an extra five feet on yeah. it, and it's fine. Yeah. So does that put it above the limit where they have to have blinking lights on it to warn low-flying uh, so aircraft? So that is a rule in Florida, I think. Yeah. Whereas it might not necessarily be a rule oh. in Williamsburg. Oh, I see. I don't know for certain. I can't remember there being a red flashing light, but... Right. Because a bit wasn't. of trivia that I was made aware of the other day is that Expedition Everest falls just below yeah. the limit because yeah. they didn't want to have to have a blinking light on the mountain because yeah. they thought it would ruin like the immersion or whatever. But Shikra, I, I mean, I don't know for certain. I can't say I've ever noticed, but that seems like it could potentially be tall enough to require yeah. the blinking lights. So if the laws are the same where Bush Gardens Williamsburg is, then... Yes. Maybe maybe that also has blinking lights on it. Yeah, I believe the Guardians of the Galaxy building is like three feet below the limit. In California? Uh, no, in the new building that they Oh, built. in Epcot? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. And that's going to be a roller coaster, isn't it? Yeah, or it's indoors, yeah. isn't it? So, right. Uh, and I believe it's a foot taller than Tower of Terror. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't realise it was going to be that large. Yeah. It's so quite vast. a much bigger building than like Aerosmith, for example, another indoor yes. roller coaster. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. What, do, you, do you know where it would sort of sit relative to, say, the Space Mountain Paris building? Because I'm just thinking like the way they've themed that roller coaster. You could maybe imagine them doing something similar with Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, the Guardians of the Galaxy building is a big square block. Right. Like, I guess my question is, is it going to be like a mummy-style roller coaster where there's sort of slow storytelling bits well, coupled with fast roller coaster bits? Or is it going to be like Space Mountain in Paris, which is like it's it's fast roller coaster all the time and they use projections and things to to also have Star Wars scenery while as you're As far as I'm aware, it's riding. a bit more... It's a roller coaster, but the the cars are on, like, they swivel. Oh, okay. And they, but they don't swivel randomly. They swivel on time, on cue, so that you can see specific show elements. Right. So it's still a roller coaster, as far as I'm aware. It doesn't necessarily stop at show elements. Yeah. It may do. I don't know for certain, but it does definitely spins to show you elements as you go around the ride. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, it's not a stationary uh, carriage. Right. But Griffin. But Griffin, yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you've been on Shikra, which you have. I have. Pretty much identical. Okay. So it's 205 feet tall, which is the same height as Stealth at Thought Park. Okay. D- same drops, same loops. Does it go through water? It does. Okay. Has the splashy thing. Splash zone. Yeah. So Williamsburg it used to be called Bush Gardens Europe. Right. Much like Tampa used to be called Bush Gardens Africa. Yeah. Uh, so it was themed around European countries. Can't remember. I think it might be in like the French Quarter. It's quite cool. It's it's a really cool ride. Shikra is really cool, and it's yeah. I really like dive coasters. Griffin Shikra, uh, Oblivion, which was one of the first certainly in the UK, which is a really nothingy ride actually. Oblivion, but yeah, Griffin is really good fun. 
Fair enough. I may as well get it out of the way then that Sheikra's on my list. (laughs) In addition to everything you've just said, really, about, you know, it is a a thrill and the bit where it hangs you over the edge before the the big 90-degree drop and the way the track curves into the drop so that you can't see the the track when you're hanging over, which is very scary. Uh, all that stuff obviously rings true for Shikra as well, but it's kind of particularly, I was going to say special, it sounds a bit lame, but I'll go with it, special to me because it was like the first big boy coaster that I did. <laughs> so I went a couple of years after I was tall enough to go on these rides before I worked up the courage to start doing them. Yeah. Because I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> they look real scary. And eventually I was talked into it and I just thought, I think I took my dad by surprise a little bit when I was like, Let's do that one. Um, <laughs> Is that a Because I think my mindset was, well, if we if I do Shikra, the rest of these should be okay. You're uh, um, pulling the plaster off I, I, quick. Exactly. Yeah. I considered Shikra to be, just by looking at these rides, Shikra was the one the that be all like, and all. That's, that's the big, like, scary, scary one. Yeah. So if I can do that, I'm going to do the, the rest of them. It should be fine. Yeah. So that's kind of why it also... Uh, resonates for me I guess it, it, it was a sort of a, a big first for me. I really like how a loss of the carriage hangs like well far off the track yeah like yeah because it's quite a lot of people across yeah it is yeah and so like most of the people aren't over any track yeah so that's especially there are, there are a few sort of scarier sites at a theme park that I can think of than being on one of the edges of Shikra at the front yeah. when it's hanging over the oh. edge because then you just cannot see track yeah. really at all um, you're just looking straight down at the floor and uh, yeah that's that's pretty scary yeah. um, both my parents still hold it in high regard as one of the scariest rides they've ever done uh, my dad bottled it the second time <laughs> fair uh, enough yeah no, it's very, very good. Um, it's it's especially scary, actually, if you end up in the seat that's designed for larger folk. Yes. Uh, so someone like me, I'm very small. So um, when it's hanging over the edge at 90 degrees, I, I go pretty far forward when I'm in that bigger seat. There's quite a lot of, of space there yes. between the harnesses or the harness and me. Yeah. So I kind of fall a little bit forward, <laughs> and uh, that's pretty terrifying as well. But yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Sheikra. And it wasn't flawless when it first opened. That's something they, they changed later. Oh, okay. So it did have a flaw. I'd, I've never been on it when it's had a flaw. Right. But I know the first year, certainly, that my dad did it. I think it opened in 2006. Uh, it, it had a flaw. Yeah. I used to have a uh, Sheikra t-shirt with all the stats. On oh, it. nice. And also the... Identical Griffin T-shirt with all the stats. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think my dad might have a Sheikra mug with all the stats on oh, it. Okay. I had a um, Defy the Five shirt, yes. which will now be a little out of date because they've yeah. got more than five, five. coasters that yeah. they consider to be like hardcore. There's some um, really good rides at Bush Gardens, right? There now. are. Yeah, but yeah, Sheikra's on my list for all yeah. those reasons. So I guess you know, Sheikra Griffin near could, identical. Y- yeah. So you could kind of. Um, I mean, you, you, you've obviously done Sheikra as well, right? Yes, of course. So I guess it was a toss-up for you as to which one made the list. So yeah. maybe that's maybe Sheikra is on the ultimate list. Yeah. It, it could well have secured itself a place there. Do you want to go next? And if, if, I guess if oh. you want to be the big boy, you yeah. go uh, Griffin. You go, well, I've been on the one that's five feet taller. True. So That's true. Yeah. So, Josh, uh, what's next? Oh, okay. I'm going to stay in Florida uh, for 
actually the only ride that's in Florida on my list. Really? Yeah. That is a surprise to me. Yeah. Uh, that means that unless we've both got this one, Sheikra is the ultimate ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's already won. You yeah. can turn off the podcast. Yeah. Cheers, boys. <laughs> and girls. Yeah. See you yeah. later. Yeah. Goodbye. Uh, Thanks for listening. Aerosmith's. Oh. Rock and roller coaster. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It, the Florida version, I Yes. Think. Yeah, not, yeah, not uh, Rock and Roller Coaster, Avec. Avec, Aerosmith. This yeah. is with Aerosmith. No, it's starring Aerosmith. Starring, yeah. yes. But Avec doesn't mean starring, does it? No, I think Avec that means, means with. with. Yeah. But it is starring Aerosmith in it. In I feel Florida, like right? it is, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. I guess it's a bit different, because this one, it's, a, it's got a different theme to it, hasn't it? Mm. So that one's like, you're part of the uh, gig. gig, whereas this one is, you're going to the gig. Yeah. Which I think is better. It's a better setup. Yeah. Like the idea that you're in a ridiculous stretch limo that, you know, is going to do everything it takes to get to this gig on time, including going upside down. Yeah. Uh, and over the, the roads. Yes. Uh, is, is dumb in a way that I can absolutely get behind. Yeah. Although also the idea of just being like rocked so hard at this gig that you also get sent upside down. That's kind of dumb in a, in, a, in a cool way also. Yeah. But, that's pretty um, cool. Yeah. I... I I'll go ahead and say I've got this one on my list as well, Josh. Come so, on. Um, yeah. Aerosmith v. Sheikra. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do it at the end, I guess. But yeah. Why is Aerosmith on your list? So, I'm a, I am really like Aerosmith, first of all. Yeah. Um, and this ride, uh, off-the-shelf ride, if you didn't know, uh, not designed by Disney Imagineering. Okay. The actual uh, ride part itself. Yeah. The theming, probably. Almost certainly. And just that thing of having the music playing which is rock music as you're doing these crazy loops and the the launch at the beginning the launch is is really yeah good. and you're like the way the car is built you're really like low down in the car yeah which is so like you would be in a sports car yeah which i always find fun yeah yeah i just and i really love launch coasters so uh there used to be rita queen of speed at alton towers which i really liked mm-hmm. uh stealth which i really like i really want to go on king to car which I don't think runs anymore, which is ridiculous. Like five hundred feet tall, this what? It's like stealth, but five hundred feet tall. Yeah, what? yeah. And there used to be when they first launched it, there was a siren that went off every time it launched. Jesus. Yeah, uh, that's but it, mad. It was so tall that the per- weather conditions had to be perfect. Yeah. But um, obviously this ride's indoors, so it's always running. It's true. Uh, and the theme is just great. The pre-show, the pre-show I love. Is, is fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 obviously, it's on my list. I really like it as well. Question I have. Yeah. There's been long rumours about oh. uh, a re-theme. Jonas Brothers. Jonas Brothers. <laughs> but my, my question was going to be, if you could pick, if you had your pick of rock stars, rock pop stars, singers, whoever, to um, to take over oh. the rock and roller coaster, who would it be? Uh, um, I th- so I think it only like for me it only really works with rock music. Yeah, probably. But so there is obviously. Are in- you telling me that rules out your welcome from Moana? Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Well, what about Tay Tay? Oh, always Tay Tay. Yeah. Uh, and obviously former Disney Channel person. Is she? I think so. Or am I getting that confused? I think you're getting her confused with like because oh, she did that song where she dressed up as a princess. Did she called Prince? Charming? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. And I feel like one of the Jonas Brothers was Prince Charming in that music video. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's some good Tay-Tay trivia there, yeah. if, if it's correct. Yes. Um, uh, we'll fact check afterwards, but I'm uh, confident in your early Tay-Tay <laughs> knowledge. You're a long a long running fan. Yeah. Uh, Post on your wall. <laughs> uh, the Stones? The Rolling Stones? Yeah. 
Especially, I mean, that should be at Paramount Park, really. Yes. I mean, you know, Dartford's, Perfect. Dartford's best export, the Rolling yeah. Stones. You know, if they're going to have a presence at a theme park, it needs to be Paramount Park. 100%. Yeah. Uh, I bet they're quite expensive. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I imagine Aerosmith is cheaper. Mm, Not yeah. offense to Aerosmith. Yeah, probably. At Universal, just down the road, obviously, there is a Rip Ride Rocket. Yeah. Uh, and I always pick uh, Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. Okay. Which yeah, is a really a good song good for it. That um, is a pretty good one. And I think there's a, quite a few Beastie Boys songs that would work. Yeah. So uh, if you if you had to go outside of proper rock, maybe Beastie Isn't Boys. Taylor Swift signed to Universal now? So they could add her to the Rip Ride Rocket. If oh. I would not get my sister off that ride if they did that. She'd just be like, can we go and do Men in Black now? No! No, I'm going back on Rip Ride Rocket. They've got the the complete works of Taylor Swift. You can uh, now choose. Which one? Uh, I knew you were trouble. Trouble, I guess, is the song. Is that the one you'd pick for the? If, if you, you had to pick a Taylor Swift song for Tay-Tay. rock and roller coaster, yeah. it would be trouble. trouble. Yes. Okay. Which is about the guy from One Direction. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Oh. Uh, the main guy. I can't remember what his name. They could is. do it. They could. They could make it a dueling roller coaster. So it's Trouble by Tay-Tay on one car <laughs> and a One Direction song on the other one. <laughs> Uh, that could work. But, but yeah. Yeah. Battle of the Bands. Battle of the Bands. In roller coaster form. School of Rock theme. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. School of Rock, that's a good film. That is a great Jack film. Jack Black. What a lad. I've seen that in theatre. Also good in theatre. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice. I went to the theatre this morning. <laughs> in uh, Red Dead 2. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All, all of my life's like most exciting moments happen in video games. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, I guess that's my go now. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, for a bit of consistency, I'm going to stick to Disney. Oh, okay. Um, but I'm going to jump over to Paris, and I've picked oh. Space Mountain. Oh, hyperspace Paris, mountain. Hyperspace mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this ride kind of blew my mind a little bit. I was excited to go on it for the first time last year. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Space Mountain at Magic Kingdom. It's one of my favourite Magic Kingdom rides. Really good fun. I I'm sure I will still enjoy it when I. Uh, well, the next time I ride it, I love the um, I love the coaster cars on Magic Kingdom Space Mountain. They're yeah. like super comfy, one person per row. You can kind of slouch back. It's very low. It's, it's like a really weird design. Coaster. I really, it it's is, really good fun. I, I really like it. It's like it. a bobsleigh. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good point. Not that I know what a bobsleigh is like. But the one in Paris is obviously way more intense. Yes. As a roller coaster. Yes. And. Um, that's really cool. Like as a as a thrill experience, it ticks all the boxes for me. But as a Star Wars nerd as well, it went above and beyond what I expected because I knew going in that this was a reskin, a retheme job. Yeah. So all I really expected was maybe some music, maybe some stuff in the queue. If like I really didn't expect them to have actually done anything to the ride itself. They just, they hadn't actually done that much to the queue. The like the queue is exactly. Yeah. So I was walking in in somewhat. I mean, they've clearly done more work to the ride than the queue. Like maybe there yeah. were some posters in the queue, but there it was, was really uh, half fast. So you one of the vehicles from Star Tours was uh-huh. on the side there, right? On like a poster, but that seemed like that was it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, there wasn't really that much done to it. I mean, no. the building from the outside obviously still has that sort of Jules Verne yes. look to it, not not Star Wars. But then once you're on the ride with the the projections of the Star Destroyers and the X-Wings flying by, the music playing, and I don't think you can underestimate as well kind of the, the use of the music. Like, 
you know, it's a pretty easy win um, in my books. Like, yeah. play me some Star Wars music, I'm probably going to be in a pretty good mood. But they they pick the right moments for it, for for the different portions of the soundtrack to kick in. Uh, it was it was a really intense audio experience, really, from beginning to end. Like, you can't really hear the screams of people on the ride or the no, track because it's the, true. the music is so loud and also all this the, the the vintage Star Wars sound effects. So yeah, I just thought you know they went above above and beyond, as I said, uh, in terms of what I expected them to have done to theme it to make it Star Wars, and uh, I th- I thought it was fantastic. I, I really really enjoyed it, um, both it, as a roller coaster and as a Star Wars experience. I thought it was really really good on both fronts. Yeah, I mean the the roller coaster. I, I was contemplating putting this on my list. Yeah. Uh, the roller coaster part is really great. I thought it might be on your list, and I wonder if the phone breakage is what cost it. Oh, no. Do you hold that? I don't hold that it? against. Do you hold it? resentment against no. uh, hyperspace uh, mountain for this incident. I, I it was because obviously no. you talked about how much you liked the 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 shape of the seating on yes. space mountain. Yeah, but it would seem as though the shape of the seating on hyperspace mountain is potentially what. What yes, did it for your it's, phone. It's hazardous to back pocket phones. It is. Yeah. It does seem that way. So, a top tip here from the Park Rush team <laughs> if you're going on Hyperspace Mountain at Disneyland Paris and you've got a phone on your person, because they're way more lax on that kind yeah. of stuff there than they are in Florida. I mean, they let me wear my cap on yeah. the Indiana Jones coaster, which yeah. goes upside down. Which is, which is, I mean, maybe they just thought. It's an Indiana Jones ride. Of course, you can keep your goddamn hat on. Yeah, it won't come off. There were parts where I had to grab it, like yeah, Indy like did. Indy would. Yeah, yeah. But I think maybe, yeah, I like the idea. I like to think that that's actually policy. Yeah, of course you can keep your hat on. It's an indie ride. We'll staple it to your head if you want. <laughs> um, that would be cool. But yes, unless you are, you uh, have a have a phone. And it breaks. Yeah. Can't imagine really not enjoying hyperspace. Man. No, I mean my phone did break. <laughs> yeah, still and very much still enjoyed it. it. Yeah, nice. Like I said, you know that was one of the rides I was contemplating put on, putting on the list. Yeah, uh, OG, well, we could do some honourable mentions later potentially. OG Space Mountain was also a contemplation for right. me. Right, but uh, for my sort of indoor dark roller coaster, yeah. other than rock and roller coaster, I went with oh, and you picked uh, another one, Black Hole. At Alton Towers, formerly of Alton Towers. Right. It doesn't exist anymore. No, it it is now, uh, it's where the Smiler now stands. Oh, okay. And it was an indoor uh, sort of bobsleigh toboggan style ride, pitch black, Mm -hmm. last time I remembered it. I was quite young when I went on it. Right. Um, But it was one of the few rides at the time that I could actually go on. you didn't have your eyes closed because you were scared. So scared. Yeah. No, Uh, because I remember, I couldn't go on Oblivion because I wasn't tall enough. Okay. And so my parents went on it and I just stood by the drop. Of Oblivion, because Oblivion's really cool because it drops into a gaping hole in the ground, right? Um, like you're going into Oblivion, uh, but I could go on Black Hole, okay? And it's just like it's a. I guess you could com- compare it to a bit like Space Mountain. It's quite uh, quick, quite all over the place, very dark, so you yeah. can't really see what's going on. Yeah, and it's just great fun. It's just mm. really great fun. I, there is, I really enjoy um, dark roller coasters where you can't see where the track's going because. Even like simple maneuvers that wouldn't be anything particularly special or intense yeah. in you know full daylight yeah. suddenly take on a whole new intensity because you're you're not able to prepare your body for yeah. what's about to happen. I guess uh, Space Mountain. I now have been on it so many times. Yeah, that... you can kind of anticipate yeah. what's going to happen. But to be fair, even then, like Space Mountain at Magic Kingdom, I find kind of strangely 
intense. Like it, 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 it does throw you around a fair bit, but you're in those comfy seats. Yeah. So it's, so it's, it's, it's all, all gravy. Yeah. But Black Hole yeah. makes your list. Yes. Uh, the building stood for quite some time, even though the ride was shut. Right. Uh, and it was used uh, for Scarefest mm-hmm. uh, and that sort of thing. Much like X No Way Out uh, was shut, but the building was used for Thought Park's Fright Night. Uh, yeah, it's just really good fun. Cool. Uh, so that's your third one, is it? Yeah. Right. So because Aerosmith was on both of ours, yeah, this is actually going to be my fourth one. Revenge of the Mummy <sighs> makes my list. Yeah, I was I was really on the iron whether. Yeah. This is. I think yeah. this is the uh, best themed roller coaster that I've been on. Yeah, you're probably uh, right. I, I think from start to finish, the theming is pretty impeccable. Yeah. I feel like. The queue, even. I think the yeah. queue does two things that I think, like, good queues do, like, good queue areas do, which is, one, I think it's quite engaging. Like, yeah. there's stuff to look at. There's, you know, props and stuff from the sets of the films. Yeah. There's the stupid, uh, you know, spoof behind-the-scenes documentary on the TVs, yeah. which always makes me there's laugh. Like the, there's, like, air jets uh, occasions, like... So they're like a trap. There's sort stuff of. to like touch and yeah, play with. Put your the hand queue. in a hole. Yeah, and, and it sort of get a little shock or whatever. Yeah. it's a little like sh- it's a little shot of air, isn't it? Yeah, it makes it seem like. And it and the queue is like a bit all over the place. Yeah, you sort of go up stairs, yeah. and winding staircases, and there's that like big Anubis head or whatever it is that's kind of hanging down. Yeah. Um. Sometimes the guys that are working on the ride get into character and kind of like jump out at people and get a bit creepy, <laughs> yeah. which is quite good fun. And um, like, there's like chilling music in in the background as well. So there's lots to do. It's I feel like there are going to be some rides where you could be really excited to get on it, and you get to the entrance and you're super hyped. And if you see there's a queue, it can kind of take the wind out of your sails a bit. Yeah. Whereas I think the Mummy, if you get there and there's a queue, I'm still kind of excited yeah. to get on it. Um, and the other reason I think the queue is good is because it kind of it's unsettling enough. It, that it kind of adds to the tension. By the time the lap bar is coming down, you're kind of, you feel like you're ready for like a, a, a bit of a creepy experience. Yes. Um, and I, I really love the story of the ride. I think we've talked about it before, possibly when we did the Singapore trip report, when we talked about the differences between uh, the mummy there and the mummy in Florida. Yeah. Uh, so just to be clear, this is the Florida version that's on my list. Um, I just like the idea of like you being on the set of, the mummy film and the curse being real yeah uh it's good fun it's like campy in a way and it's kind of an homage to the original aim of universal studios yes. as a park yeah which being like behind the scenes of the movies but they've kind of done it in a more modern way it's kind of a nice middle ground between that old behind the scenes of the movies kind of ride and the more modern stuff that they do which is like all about immersing you in the world of the films yeah so all the theming is great. Cool use of animatronic special effects, the screens, the fire, and then the roller coaster part is really good. Like it's got almost everything you'd want from a roller coaster, other than inversions. Really, like it's really fast. Yeah. it's got and, a really good launch into the dark, and you don't necessarily need inversions for it to be fun. No, no, not at all. But when I think of like elements that make a, like elements that you thrilling can, elements, yeah, yeah, that make a thrilling roller coaster, it's got pretty much everything else. Yes. Like, some good banks and sharp turns and and it was at the start of those of the rides that are being more more immersive doing the sort of backward rolls yeah it's got a good backwards part um and that's sort of thing which is really good and like the fake stops the um, fake stop uh i guess about 
four fifths of the way through where yeah. they it's clearly not over but you know they do a little skit where you know thanks for riding the ride um and you've got the silhouette of the ride attendant and then the mummy bursts through yeah. the window kills so her and says like ah prepare to forfeit your souls that is really good and then you shoot off into another pretty fast bit and then stop and there's brendan yeah not oh, brendan Someone give him a film to do. Oh. I missed the guy. Give him a new mummy film. To do. <laughs> yeah. Well, they did do that. Oh. Well. I mean, that's kind of one of my also sort of favourite things that always makes me laugh about that ride is that they've still got promo posters up for the third mummy film. Rise of the uh, Dragon. Something like that, yeah. Uh, it's, like, it's, like, it's like stuck in time almost. Tomb it's like the... every time you go up to the entrance to that ride, you're back in 2007 or whenever that film came out. Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Yeah, yeah, um, that's a bad film. Jet Li. Like, I don't think anyone looks back on those mummy films with like a huge degree of like reverence. Like, there are corners of the internet that will make you believe it's amazing. Like, I really like. Yeah, well, us two. I, yeah, really. Like, I am. Yeah. like we are like the type of person who who do look back on it super fondly. But yeah. I feel like I I don't know if it's got the appeal that guarantees it a lasting spot at the park but I think the ride itself is so good yeah. that that almost more than the IP attached to it is what will hopefully keep it there for the ride is seeable <sighs> and and as well a good a sign of how good it is is that it replaced King Kong which was a classic and you know you miss King Kong in its own way but you don't resent no, the mummy for King Kong was real janky, King but it Kong was real out. cool. Like the mummy is so good. Yeah, and it's getting on a bit now, and it still holds up. Yeah, so it was, that was. I mean, I'll, I, I will, I will say this much: it was the first one I wrote down. So whether that oh. makes it my number one, I don't know. Um, but it was a lock on my list. Like when I started thinking, what's on my list? The mummy. That's definitely on there. Big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Josh, I guess this will be your number five. Number four. Is it num- number is it? four? Is it number four? Yeah, what? my number four. Oh, okay. Actually, the ride that I was contemplating, it was an umbrella and ring between the mummy and this one. Okay. Oblivion at Thought Park. Okay. Which once held the record for the most inversions. What does now? Uh, Smiler. Okay. At Walton Towers. One of John Wardley's uh, roller coasters that he helped design, build. Very famous designer in the UK theme park industry. Hmm. Such a good ride. Yeah, it's just so much fun. Just so many loops. Uh, there's a couple of loops. There's a, like a barrel roll which goes above uh, the pathway, and by the end of it, you're going so slow. I guess it's a it's a corkscrew mm. officially that you you can like you actually sort of slip upwards as you're upside down or downwards. I guess. Oh wow! Yeah, that sounds really unpleasant. Well, it's because there's like a little bit of a gap between. It's actually, but you get that weightless feeling, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah, I find anyway. Yes. And that is getting on a fair bit now, but it's like a mainstay of Thought Park. Uh, they do, at Friday night, they do a, can you, or they did do, I guess, until they built the Swarm, but they used to do like, and Saw, they used to do, can you defeat the three, which is... There's no Defy the Five. No. no. But it's like, so they had Nemesis, Inferno, Stealth, and Colossus, and you had to ride all three on Fright Night. And they had like a, Creepy music and stuff going on. Right. And, you know, creepy mood lighting. Yeah. It's just really good. And probably, yeah, well, almost certainly is my favourite at Thought Park. Nemesis Inferno there is really good. Stealth is really great. Saw, good theming. Best theming of a Thought Park attraction. I haven't been on Swarm yet. I need to go on the Swarm. But Colossus is still going strong for me. Nice. 
Speaking of weightlessness, this is definitely applies to my final pick, Ooh. which is Manta. Oh, Manta is, good. Oh, Manta is good. It's the only roller coaster of its type I've been on. That uh, is a so, laydown. Yeah, so you're basically in a Superman pose. Yes. Uh, like uh, air at Alton Towers. Um, I just find it so fun. It's, I, I think I've said before as well, like when I'm on a roller coaster that I find, uh, it, it, it makes me laugh. Yeah, like almost throughout, like yeah. the sensations you get from being on that ride, the the big loop, the big upside down loop when you're in the Superman pose, just yeah. hanging. Like again, that sense of weightlessness is kind of unrivaled in terms of any other ride I've been on. And I, I mean, it's unbelievably smooth as well. It's 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 pleasant in a way that you maybe wouldn't expect. Like you you. You think you know? You explain it to someone. It's like, oh yeah, you're lying down, and and the I mean, a lot of people find roller coasters kind of like something they put up with. Like, I don't know if they necessarily uh, seek them out. Yeah, they're kind of like, like a, they see you, them. You as want like, that thrill, but yeah, it's like you a, do it for the thrill. But you you kind of like, uh, you know, my body shouldn't be being made to do these things. Yeah. And like, you describe Manta to someone like that, they would be thinking, "Are you kidding me? Yeah, that sounds sure. like." You know, are you asking me to throw up right now or what? Throwing up a mantle would be quite funny, actually, because you just like fall on people down below. But um, unless, you know, the upside down bit, that would be very like, grim. It would coat your whole It certainly would. Yeah. Body. Um, but, man, it, I mean, it's so smooth that, honestly, I you, you feel like you're flying. Like, it does what it sets out to do in that regard. Yeah. Um, it's... It's brilliant. I, can't, I, well, I guess it's meant to be like you're swimming. I guess, but like I guess they they kind of describe mantas as kind of almost like flying through water, through like water the way okay. they yeah. the way they swim. So yeah, it's it's brilliant. I think it's by far the best roller coaster at SeaWorld. SeaWorld has some some good coasters, to be yeah, fair. It's uh, building I, them out as well. Yeah, I, I think I mean Kraken is something of a. I think Kraken's a bit rough now, but it it's it's. Something yeah, of a they've classic. ripped the VR out of that again. Yeah, I think it's, I, th- I think it might be my favorite roller coaster. It's, it's the thing that when we're planning, to be honest, whenever we plan Florida trips, certainly over the li- last little while, no one ever really thinks to go to SeaWorld because it's like, I think its best days are behind it. Yeah, the reputation since... it now has. Yeah. I mean, you you don't think of SeaWorld as like an obvious must do, but then. As soon as someone mentions, yeah, but Manta though, yeah, I was like, oh god, yeah, we all love it. Yeah, I really still have a nostalgia thought for uh, Journey to Atlantis. Journey to Atlantis is like much like Wild Arctic to yeah. a lesser extent, but in a way, Journey to Atlantis feels like you're back in the nineties. Yeah. You get on that boat; it's like a time machine. Wild Arctic is like that, but to an even more extreme degree. Yeah, Wild Arctic must be really sad now because the walkthrough afterwards. It's probably no animals in there. It was qu- pretty sad last time because I would not be surprised if the animals in there have been there for like 20 years and yeah. are just slowly dying because the polar bear has not been there for a long time. Yeah. But his, his uh, enclosure is still there. You'd have thought they'd like box that in or something. Well, maybe they have by now. I don't yeah. know. But last time I was there, they hadn't. That was two and a half years ago. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit sad, really. It's kind of like this, in hindsight, was this th- these exhibits... Uh, these enclosures are not up to standard, really. No. It's not good that the animals are kept in here. Not at um, all. But away from it. The the queue of Manta, by the way, also really good. Like those aquariums up in the queue area <laughs> with the manta rays swimming about. Yeah. Are cool. Yes. Yeah. 
So I'm a big fan. Might be my favourite roller coaster in Florida. Oh, in Florida. And therefore that I've been on. (laughs) (laughs) Other than the Jungle Coaster, obviously, at Legoland Windsor. Well, of course, yes. Yeah. Yes. What's your fifth one? My fifth one, uh, which, I mean, if that is your favourite, this is my favourite. Okay. And we all know what's happening here. We do. It's uh, Nemesis. It is. At Alton Towers. You've, You've read the book about it. Uh, yeah, I've read his book, yeah. The Autobiography of John Wardley. Oh, it's just... Not a sponsor, by the way. Not a sponsor. Despite all the mentions he's getting. Yeah, he's just he's just done a really good job for UK theme park industry. Uh, so. Is he, do you know at all if he's at any point been involved in... I mean, Paramount Park might just not be long far enough down the line for someone of his uh, experience and expertise to even be useful yet. Well, yeah. But, would you think maybe if this does get off the ground in a significant way, maybe he's someone they would Well, so he was consult uh, at the very least? Potentially. I don't know his affiliation with uh, Merlin Entertainment anymore. Right. Because he was uh, employed pretty much by Two Swords Group at the time. Yeah. Uh, and he helped with uh, Alton Towers. He helped with Thorpe Park. helped with Chesterton as well. Yeah. Uh, some of my favourite experiences at Chesterton were built by him. And obviously at Alton Towers. He did help uh, on... Port Aventura in Spain. Okay. He was brought in for consultation on that. Because uh, that was a group... That was a partnership between Two Swords and I th- think the Bush... Anheuser Bush were involved in that as well. So he was... He helped on some of the rides there. Uh, but Thorpe Park... Uh, sorry. Alton Towers, the uh, pinnacle for me of his career. Um, and I think maybe he thinks that as well. Is Nemesis. Uh, there's a big thing with Alton Towers where you can't build above the tree line. Right. Uh, and you, there's uh, sound restrictions as well, as there is on a lot of theme parks around the world. That's why Jungle Coaster had to go. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's too loud. So the only way they could is go down. So they you know, dug out, dynamited out this uh, section of the land. Um, they used that as part of the story. Like they were doing this uh, archaeological dig. They came across this uh, creature... Uh, and that is taken over, uh, and you can see, and like the ride is meant to be like interconnected with the creature, and it's a inverted roller coaster by BNM, one of the first that BNM built. And because it has to be in such a small space, because it, it's dug out, it's it's really tight, it's really quick, uh, some really good loops, some really good. Uh, it's just really good fun. It's a ride that you need to go on, Tom. Yeah, it sounds like I do, um, but. <laughs> Based on our crossovers, Josh. Yes. The top two theme park roller coasters of all time are Sheikra slash Griffin yeah. and the uh, rock and roller coaster starring Aerosmith. <laughs> yes. So imagine how good Sheikra would be if they just played Walk This Way. Oh. That would be the ultimate ride. And uh, as as you uh, stop, it then goes, going <laughs> down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how do you get better than that? Ugh. Hire us, somebody. Yeah. Hire us. Put uh, an aquarium in the queue. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, well, there we have it. That would actually be really great. Do you know the bit where it drops into the water? Mm. If you actually went into an aquarium. That would be cool. Yeah. Sounds expensive. Yes. But that's going to do it. That's our discussion of some of our favourite roller coasters of all time. Yeah. And by virtue of them being our favourite, objectively the best. Yes, that's of just all time. how it happens. That's just how it works. Yeah. Uh, when people of this expertise talk people sit up and listen yep. and take everything they say uh, as gospel yes as you should uh, if you want more gospel you should follow us on Facebook uh, Twitter and Instagram 
We are Park Rush Podcast on all of those platforms. You can also email us, podcast at parkrush.com. You can also find us at parkrush.com where you can find all the episodes we have done uh, and uh, leave comments and whatnot, which would be much appreciated. Yeah. Unless they're negative, then keep them to yourself. Uh, we'll be back next week. We're doing something a bit different next week, uh, but we're starting a new series of... Uh, or I guess you, uh, yeah a new yeah, series yeah. I guess you could call it a new series yeah. within the podcast um, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes until then <laughs> uh, thanks very much for listening uh, goodbye goodbye 